Paso a Paso Podcast. Recording live for Paso Paso Podcast. This is Miles Bonnie. We are in the downtown location of UNM Taos, where we will be meeting shortly with Senator Heinrich as well as some members of the Paso Paso Network and community leaders to provide some perspective on some upcoming uh, proposal from the office of the president, Joe Biden, titled the American Rescue Plan Act. Um, some of my notes include that it includes uh, $40 billion for child care and early childhood education. Of course, the question then becomes, in what way, where does the money go, how is it uh, broken apart? And so today we're having a meeting uh, that I hope to include some audio from, depending on how that is recorded. It's a large room and would take many microphones, but we're going to do what we can today and uh, hopefully review for you how this uh, meeting went in our um, coming up on 35 episodes. So I appreciate you listening and uh, stay tuned. Thank you all for being here today. Uh, I want to extend a warm welcome to the Paso members for being here as well and, and your service and dedication to Northern New Mexico. Um, today's discussion will be a meaningful discussion on the American Families Plan and the opportunities that it can provide to uh, our state in New Mexico. As you can hear, the audio was a bit difficult. However, the American Families Plan and feedback on it were the topic of this conversation. It was at this point that Paso Paso network members who were present introduced themselves, and then the mic went back to Senator Heinrich, who made some statements we will share with you right now. Well, I, I think we're at a really potentially, um, at a time in history where, because of what we've all been through in the last year, um, what is possible with respect to children and families is different right now than what's been possible certainly at any time in, in my political life or adult life. And I think it's a really important time to be having these conversations because the sort of incrementalism that is inadequate to address the kind of systemic and poverty issues that we've suffered with as a state is, is not a certainty right now. Like people are stepping back because of this pandemic and, and thinking bigger and thinking about how do you really drive change. And, uh, you know, I saw, um, I know we want to talk a lot about the American Families Plan, but just to take a little step back, the investments that were made in the American Rescue Plan are like, nothing that I've seen in my lifetime, including, you know, the Recovery Act after the, the financial meltdown of 2008. Um, the, the child tax credit in particular is the, the increased level of that tax credit has the potential to really impact child poverty in a way that, that I don't think anybody's even thought about, at least since the Johnson administration. You know, to have kids under six and under uh, qualify for a $3,600 credit, um, this has the potential to really have an enormous impact on the state of New Mexico and the well-being of uh, that entire generation that we know has been through so many challenges in the last year. And so in addition to the, you know, over a billion dollars going directly into our our public schools through that act, the investments that were made in, 
in WIC and SNAP and uh, economics assistance to families. It, it's, uh, it, it's, it's the biggest thing I've ever been a part of. And uh, it, it's the biggest investment in Indian country, for example, ever by our government by a factor of four plus. So I, I just think we're at a really important time and looking forward the opportunity to make the child tax credit extended um, to really invest in those bookend educational years, especially on the early childhood front, uh, but also with respect to uh, career education, community college, workforce on the other end that we can actually use to create a whole workforce for early childhood education as well, that we have opportunities that I don't think, uh, I don't think come, come around very often and that we need to understand how to make the most of this moment, how to recognize and appreciate the work that's being done today by all of you in, in, uh, um, in, in those investments in our kids. And I think in addition to what's possible federally right now, if we can move this American Jobs Plan forward, uh, the fact that the same dynamic has played out at the state level in New Mexico with a willingness finally to invest from the permanent fund in early childhood education and uh, in paid sick leave, we have potentially the opportunity to have the biggest impact on child well-being and certainly child poverty that will probably ever come around for most of us. And I certainly want to make sure we make the most of that. Great. Thank you, Senator. Um, it is a, a really hopeful time, I think, as we're coming out of a pretty dark time. I think that... Um, what we were going to do was give some of the possible members a chance just to talk a little bit about um, their programming and um, even connections, whether it's to the American Rescue Plan um, or kind of future looking towards the American Families Plan. So um, who from the, the PASO team, Tracy, would you like to open up? It was at this time that Tracy Jaramillo from UNM Taos Kids Campus began the discussion, introducing her thoughts as well as leading into the thoughts of the other PASO members in attendance uh, to provide insight on the local perspective to Senator Heinrich. I, of course, want to thank UNM Taos for this event and hosting and everyone involved as well as Senator Heinrich and all of his staff uh, for lending an ear to the folks in Taos. Um, on this topic, uh, as I do my best now to summarize what each of the attendees shared um, due to the fact that the microphone was not passed around, I'll dive into it. So starting with Tracy Aramio, she mentioned that high quality care is a priority, uh, meaning that the attention and interactions that young children have with adults uh, in their home setting as well as their child care or early childhood education setting uh, is very important, and that's something that needs to be paid attention to. And ideally, all of our youngest children and youngest citizens in our community are receiving high-quality interactions and support as they learn at those early ages. She also shared that insight via the concepts of professionalism and compensation. It's often discussed that people that provide early childhood education, often referred to as child care, uh, do not receive the pay they may deserve given the impact of that time and education 
uh, and process as they take care of our youngest citizens here in Taos County and beyond. Pam Remstein, doctor from UNM Taos, uh, shared that pay increase is good for ECE or early child education instructors. Um, she thinks that they also need paid professional leave time, that it's important to respect their uh, professionalism, their um, employment, as well as the time they may need to take off. Uh, instead of leaving your job and not getting paid for it, uh, perhaps we should all be able to be compensated for that time that we need to step away. Um, and perhaps looking at free community college is a good idea. Sienna Sanderson was present as well. She is known for her role at the Nurturing Center at Enos Garcia Elementary School here in Taos, uh, New Mexico. Um, she discussed the ways in which they are serving not only Enos Garcia, but in Penasco as well, and the importance of a role called family navigation. Family navigation is a position that is uh, talked about very often here in Taos, New Mexico. It basically means someone that families can go to and receive support from in order to navigate the systems of support that are available to them in our community. That can include uh, food, housing, stipends or supplemental income as needed. You know, everything that a family may struggle with uh, from time to time, how do they access those things? Do they have barriers uh, or communication issues or time issues, depending on their work, that might get in their way from accessing those um, opportunities? So that's something that Sienna and other family navigators help uh, with in our community. She mentioned uh, the various uh, situations families have at home, that all of our families are multi-generational, and that supporting all individuals in each of those generations ends up impacting um, our youngest children who are a part of those families as well as those of other ages. If you work in any field, you might be familiar with the idea of silos. Uh, for instance, if my whole job was just to focus on skateboarding and your whole job was to focus on bicycling, chances are we have more in common than we do different and we should be working together on what we want to advocate for in our community. The same is uh, said for healthcare issues or family support issues. Also, the degree to which substance use and misuse and abuse is prevalent in our communities, the way it impacts family and the outcomes for our, our children and students who uh, are often in homes that may not be able to support the extent to which they're expected to engage with education online or things like that. Basically, the message that we need to support whole families and not just segment uh, the ages and gender and role of people in families to be uh, supported separately. Jeannie Ross from Holy Cross Hospital was also present, and she mentioned destigmatizing home visiting. Uh, home visiting is a program that is very prevalent, uh, thankfully, in our community, both provided by First Steps as an outreach um, program from the Holy Cross Hospital or Holy Cross Medical Center. There's also Tiwa Babies, which serves our entire community, but is based at Taos Pueblo. These are services that support new parents. They can come to your home and meet with you there if that's convenient. They also can speak on the phone, but their primary goal is to lend an ear, listen, and support parents, new or experienced parents, with what might be challenging about parenthood. Um, of course, we've interviewed both on this program and encourage you to reach out to either or both uh, First Steps and TY Babies if you're interested in that service. There's also an initiative called the 100% Community Initiative that is now in nine counties in the state that Jeannie Ross and others are involved in, basically trying to reduce barriers to accessing services, but also addressing and supporting the various needs of families.
At this point, you can probably tell that this is kind of a common theme. The idea that these individual topics that are discussed need to be connected to others that also support the same people. After all, we are one community, and we are a community full of individuals who are also part of families and also part of neighborhoods and that make up our entire county and beyond. Maybe we should recognize that unity and the ways in which these topics are connected in order to be more effective with the way that we are trying to help uh, each other benefit from all that's available to us. Bettina Sandoval from the Taos Pueblo, she's involved in the education department there, also shared things uh, that are on her mind. Uh, things that Bettina mentioned were that education is a number one priority uh, at the Pueblo and flexibility to adapt to community needs is also important. Also mentioned was that tribal members and many folks in our community uh, face generational trauma. There are very difficult things that have occurred in the history of this region and our families' lives that continue to impact multiple generations uh, of that family as well as the kids they are raising. Something raised by Bettina that really caught the ear of Senator Heinrich that he added his own anecdotal information to was surrounding the lack of reimbursement by the federal government for cultural foods, as she put it, uh, that could um, be related to um, someone raising uh, animals for meat locally, and if they are not certified through USDA or things like that, um, that that might not be able to be a meat that is uh, paid for and supplemented um, by the United States government. It's something that Senator Heinrich mentioned his own uh, experience related to and seemed to be interested to carry that information back with him to Washington. Yeah, and so right. Yeah, none, none, none of the meat that my kids grew up on for the last 18 years was uh, USDA certified. Mo most of it came from just west of the Pueblo. So. How tall is your son? And, and my 14-year-old is 6'4", so that tells you something about nutrition. Um, I do apologize to we're running over, but I want to continue this conversation because this is, this is something we really want to lean in on and take every opportunity we can to drive this. I think you used the phrase whole family wellness, and I think that's a, it's a great term for what we're trying to do here. Wanting to cover as much ground as possible, Senator Heinrich was off to meet with Not Forgotten Outreach here in Taos as well. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was very information dense, and I Definitely did my best to convey and share the uh, topics brought up by our coalition members, network members, uh, and community leaders. Thank you so much for your attention and listening in to uh, the importance of recognizing our whole family needs in our community, the beauty of what we do, and the future to come. Paso a Paso Podcast.